0: hey what's going on chams i'm aaron deliosa welcome to an immigrant's life podcast my podcast about immigrants and immigration and everything in between thank you for listening and downloading the show and thank you for supporting my dad
1: hey guys obviously that's not me that's actually my youngest son and um, i was just thinking of like since christmas season and Christmas is really for kids. That's my gift to you, my listeners. And like what he said, I I want to thank you for the continued support in any way possible that you guys do. You know, the liking, the share, the sharing, the subscribing. I really do appreciate it. And um, it makes me happy. So please continue and please don't get tired of my voice. So like I said at the ending of the last episode, this episode it's somewhat of a Christmas episode. Uh, It was really fun. It was enjoyable. This episode actually is the first episode that I really don't know the guest. I've met her before in passing at a party of a friend and she's the first guest that were referred to me. So that was really fun and I just want to remind you guys if you know anyone that would like to do the podcast and want to come on, please let me know. Please, you know, contact me on my Instagram and my Facebook, An Immigrant's Life Podcast, or send me an email to animmigrantslife at yahoo.com. Because as much as I enjoy the solo cast, but I'm, I'm not going to lie, this podcast relies on guests. So please help me out on that. If you really want me to continue this podcast, I'd really appreciate that. So like I said before, I'm really excited to share this episode to you guys. So without further ado, let's get into it. Today, my guest is not the girl from Ipanema, but she's definitely a Brasileira. She's as smooth as the bossa nova and as beautiful as the samba. Everyone, please welcome Natasha Kuhn. (laughs)
0: That's a good introduction.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. How are you, Natasha?
0: I'm good, Aaron. How are you?
1: I'm good. Thank you for asking. And I want to thank you for coming on the podcast.
0: Thank you for inviting me.
1: Uh, would you like to introduce yourself?
0: Sure. So my name is Natasha. I'm from Brazil.
1: Which part of Brazil were you born?
0: So I was born in Porto Alegre, Rio Grande do Sul. It's in the south of Brazil, mm-hmm. where it actually gets a little colder in winter. So it's not oh. like the rest of Brazil.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you guys get snow?
0: We'll get like a dusting maybe once a year. When did we do, yeah, it comes to some cities, it goes to like minus 10. Really? But it doesn't last. It doesn't last at all. Yeah. It's not like here. And it's humid, right? So in the house in winter, everybody's mm-hmm. wearing like your coats and your toques and everything and your boots inside the house because it's so cold in the house.
1: Yeah. Really? I've never thought. <laughs> that's why I love doing this podcast. Like I would never thought of that. You learn so much, eh? Yeah. That's awesome. Um, did you have a good childhood in Brazil? Yes. Amazing. Yeah. What was your fondest memory?
0: Oh, just playing outside until it's dark. (laughs) Things we can't do right now, things our kids cannot do it, like right now.
1: Well, they can do it. We just don't want them to do it.
0: No, that's it. We know what happens now.
1: (laughs) Exactly, exactly, you know. And obviously, you speak Portuguese.
0: Yes, we speak Portuguese in Brazil.
1: How many languages do you speak?
0: So I speak Portuguese, Mm -hmm. Spanish, which was actually my first language because my mom is from Argentina. Oh. Yeah, I speak Italian. I speak English and I speak French in a very bizarre way, but I do speak French.
1: Hey, it's good enough. (laughs) People understand it, right? Yes. I didn't know this before we started that your last name is Coppola. Yes. And I'm assuming that's not a Brazilian last name. Where did that come from?
0: So Brazil, you have to think as Brazil, just like Canada, but a lot older. So you have people from all over the world. No, it's true. Mm. So my 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 full name is Natasha Coppola Pashi. So the mm. Coppola part is actually Italian, and it's from my mom's side that they migrated to Argentina, and then she came to Brazil. Wow! And the Pashi is from my dad, which is Germany, uh, German. Like the family is from Germany, and they went to Brazil and. Uh,
1: wow that's beautiful
0: and my husband too so his name his his name is christian kuhn Mm -hmm. and the kuhn is also german coming from germany to brazil so the immigrants so we're all i think my grandfather yes migrated same for my husband and uh so you have to think as canada like a lot of of immigrants but Mm -hmm. a lot older (laughs)
1: <laughs> A lot older.
0: Yeah, it <laughs> has more history, right?
1: Yeah, that that's pretty cool. And you mentioned you have two daughters.
0: I have two daughters, yes. How old were they? Sophie is 13 and mm-hmm. Kyla is 11.
1: Were they born here?
0: Yes, they were born here, both okay. of them.
1: And where did you meet your husband?
0: I met my amazing husband in Brazil, so we came together.
1: In college or at work?
0: At work, actually. Mm. Yeah, we still work together.
1: Oh, that's cool.
0: Since 2000. It's been 20 years now. 20 years? 20 years
1: since 2000. Congratulations. Thanks. Um, Do you like living in Brazil? Did you enjoy it?
0: Yes. We had no issues. We had great jobs in Brazil. We had a great life in Brazil. Mm -hmm. And then we decided to come study here. And then we fell in love with Canada.
1: Mm. Oh, you came here to study?
0: First we came to study, yes, in 2002. Oh, to do language courses. So my husband was studying English and I was doing a French course.
1: Oh, okay. And how long did you guys stay then?
0: So we came initially to stay six months, but then at the language study, at the language language center, a lot of the kids were doing it because of the immigration. So they were immigrating to Canada Mm -hmm. and they were so people from all over the world and they were doing the classes. So we started talking to them and we're like, oh, immigrating to Canada, how does that work? So they told us, so we went to, to actually do a research and we saw they had, uh, I don't know if you did the same thing, the point system on the website that they had and you had to reach a certain point to be eligible to at least try. Mm-hmm. So we didn't, we had enough points, but the problem was that, well, the problem was that you couldn't apply from inside Canada. So you had to be out of canada to actually send all of the paperwork mm-hmm. so for we even thought like maybe we'll go to us to do it but we decided to just cut the the trip a little bit shorter than what we originally had thought mm-hmm. we went back to brazil i had to finish my university anyways because mine wasn't done and then we applied to come
1: why did you move to canada
0: because we came and we honestly we fell in love we first came into canada because my husband was really set on states to study, mm-hmm. well, to do the English course, right? But then, like a common friend was like, "Well, if Natasha doesn't want to do the English, like if you guys want to try something different, why not Canada?" Because I think she had lived here for a few months, and she is a, a French literature teacher. So she told us about Montreal, Quebec, Canada. We went, we did the research, and we decided to come. Wow. And then we fell in love and we did come. It was winter. So no, we, we were not fooled, like oh, it was summer and was beautiful, and then like harsh reality on d- winter. No, it was February. We saw everything Ooh. we had to see and and we still came back.
1: You did, eh? What made you fall in love with Canada?
0: Oh, I think everything. The culture, the people, mm. the respect you see everywhere for everything. Everything works.
1: Everything works. <laughs>
0: things work.
1: There's actually, oh, a, there's actually a government that works. And, and
0: this- it works. And they say things are going to happen and they happen. <laughs> it's pretty amazing.
1: <laughs> it is amazing. Sometimes um, I hear like news on a TV or radio and they say, somebody did this and we're going to find out. And in my head, coming from the Philippines, we'll say, they'll never find him out. Yeah, no. And they do. and they, It actually works. It does. They actually do their job.
0: <laughs> and even documentation in bureaucracy, like, I don't know the Philippines, but Brazil, you get buried, buried in like forms and papers and the bureaucracy. It's so amazingly huge that you never see the end of it.
1: Yeah, it's red tape.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh Like I, I, I was talking to a friend about this. That when we applied for Canada, Canada took like maybe like a minute or two to say, "Yeah, come over. It's right. okay." But on our side, it took us years to come over. Cause, oh, really? Because, like, like you said, bureaucracy.
0: I know. Right? Everything like, takes forever.
1: Yeah, you have to get. Papers after papers after papers. That doesn't even make sense. That says the same thing. And it's the same thing with uh, Brazil?
0: So you get it. Yes.
1: <laughs> it's, it's insane. Uh, and um, so you said it was February when you arrived here.
0: Well, the first time. No, the first time. This is 2002 when we came to study. Then we went back to Brazil to actually do all of the process. So we finally came to live here. It was 2005.
1: 2005 when you were studying here did you live in a house or like apartment
0: we lived we met a lady through one of my colleagues from the university because he had come to do like an exchange student kind of thing okay and he stayed at this woman's house So she used, well, she doesn't do it anymore. She used to host, she had like a few rooms in her house for exchange students. Mm -hmm. And she also in her house in NDG, she had a full furnished basement. Mm. So when we came, because we were together, like, so she had a full apartment downstairs in her basement. And that's what we rented. So we stayed there. Which was great because we had her to talk mm. as well and uh, to to know more because she is from here. She's never left Canada. She's <laughs> full Canadian. No, it was it was very interesting and it was fun, yeah. right? It was like a, a little Canadian mom kind of.
1: Yeah, you felt you felt warm. You felt welcome.
0: Yes, exactly. That's cool. And she had her little pets, and he w- they would come downstairs to stay with us. Like they would scratch <laughs> the door. It was fun.
1: That's cute. And then you went back to Brazil to finish your study, as you said. And then you, you while that's happening, you were you guys processing the paper to come back and live in Canada?
0: Not yet. So we went back to Brazil, and then we finally, we went on the website, we got all of the forms, which are like this big, right, the pile <laughs> of forms. So we had everything to do it, but every time we would look at the forms, we would get a little discouraged by the amount of paperwork. But then one day, eventually we sat down and said, okay, like I graduated, I finished what I had to do. Mm-hmm. So we sat down and we're like, okay, let's do this and let's try. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. At least we try." Mm-hmm. And then we filled it out everything. I can't remember when it was. We sent it over. When on the website, they would have the waiting time per country. So for Brazil, they would say 18 months. So we're like, okay, we'll send maybe in a year and a half. And it actually took seven months for us. Wow. So it was pretty fast. And then when you get the final papers, you're like, oh, okay, now it's real, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're still working. And then we started like thinking about actually moving and yeah, looking for how we're going to do this and quitting the jobs and sending CVs over here. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: We have a year. Probably for Philippines, the same thing, right? Once you get the Um, visa. When
1: we got the visa, it was, I think it was three or four months. You have to go now.
0: Oh, really? No, for us, once you have the visa, you have a year to go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for us, it took took us a few months. Like, I can't remember how long, actually. But it took us a few months, and then we finally came.
1: So when you came here, did you guys have a house to stay in or...
0: So from Brazil, we actually, we booked a hotel because we thought it would be so easy to just get in and find an apartment to live, right? Mm -hmm. Turns out if you don't have a credit history, it's a little (laughs) bit harder than you would think. So we stayed at the hotel for a few days and then we went back to that lady's house.
1: Oh, that's cool.
0: Yeah. So we stayed with her for a few months until we found an apartment that even without a credit history, we had to pay, I think, like. Two three months of rent beforehand. So she's like, she was very reluctant, but she understood. She's like, I get it. We showed all the papers. Listen, we just got here. We don't have a credit history. Like, what do you want us to do, right? Mm-hmm. So we had to pay a few months in advance. She rented us the place, and uh, that's when we moved to Tremont in a very nice place. Yeah.
1: Mm. So how did you build up your credit score?
0: Oh, then you learn all the tricks. You need a credit card, so you apply for a credit card. It was like I can't remember. It was like thousand five hundred bucks credit. I don't know. So you have to to buy like you go to the to the groceries, and you buy milk on the credit card, and then you pay it right away, and that's how you start building your your history, I guess.
1: And it took you a couple of months.
0: Well, yeah. Uh, so we stayed at that apartment for a little bit less than two years, and then we bought a house.
1: Oh, you bought a house? Yeah. So, okay, from that lady's house, then you get an apartment, and then you bought a house?
0: Then we bought and built a house,
1: yeah. Oh, okay. And this is one of the, when you said this to me, I was like, wow, what a story. You said you got a job on your second day in Canada? I did,
0: yeah. But then get this. So Hmm. back still in Brazil, I only sent two CVs out. So to two companies that were related to the company I used to work in Brazil so I sent those two CVs one of them I never heard anything back and on my email I put my estimated time of arrival in Canada is going to be this month so for the second company I actually got an email close to the day that we were traveling and the guy was like oh I got your CV I'm interested to see you to meet you when are you getting here So I'm like, oh, I'm getting, I think it was the 26th of September. So he's like, okay, so I'll set up a meeting for the 27. I'm like, no, no, like, I I won't even know where my stuff is. Like, can we do like maybe another day? So he finally, we did it for like two days after we were here. So in the hotel room, we had so many bags, like in a tiny hotel. Oh, and the hotel was fun. So we got there, Hotel de Paris in Sherbrooke, I think it was the street. So we get to the hotel in a taxi. Full of bags, and they have a staircase that is like in a So We're like, oh my oh, god, no. is someone gonna help us? So we go to the front desk, and they're like, no, no, like you, you have to bring your bags. So we did a few trips to bring all of our bags. We get there, they put us in an in a in a room, I think on the second floor. No elevators, so we're like, mm. that's amazing. Oh
1: my god! And
0: I still have to find clothes to go to an interview. Anyway, so. The guy sent me a request, a meeting request. I went to see him and it was a fun interview to start because we're talking about like I have no idea of salaries in Canada, right? Yeah. None whatsoever. Anyways, we're talking about the job, about my experience, what I did, what I didn't do. Then I think he mentions vacation that is like two weeks. So I started laughing because I thought it was a joke because in Brazil <laughs> it's a month. <laughs> So I'm laughing I have that reaction and he's that serious. It's like, how does it work in Brazil? I'm like, well, in Brazil, you work yeah. like a year, and then you have a month vacation. He's like, what? Like a month? Like four weeks? I'm like, yes, yeah, a month, like 20 business days. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, but the, how long does it take until you get there? I'm like, what do you mean? Like you start working and in a year, that's what you have. So it's like, no, no, not, not in Canada. It doesn't work like that here. That's
1: beautiful. So, yeah, it was. Four weeks, that's awesome, But man. that's
0: it. It doesn't go up like here, that you start with two oh. and then three. Well, but you start with four.
1: Well, that's a good deal for yeah. me because here you have to stay what? Like five years, you get three, I think.
0: and then <laughs> Like nine, ten years, you'll get four. And then
1: ten years, you get four. Obviously, it depends on your deal and depends on the company, but I think that's the normal thing.
0: Yeah, so I laughed. He was not understanding. And then when I said, he's like, yeah. Yeah, lady, but that doesn't <laughs> work like this here. So anyway, so he's, you... mm. no, go ahead. No,
1: you're And I was going to say, uh, did you try to like, hey, how about give me four weeks? Uh, you know,
0: No, like it's my first day here, my second day in Canada, right? The first day we were out of the hotel. I had to find the place, find like how to get there by metro and by bus and by the car. It was so much happening at the same times. Then I get there again. I have no idea of how set. So, whatever he offered me, I took because I'm like, oh, that must be a good deal. In the end, it wasn't very good deal. But then we negotiated after he saw that I actually knew what I was doing. But, anyways, Mm. so he's like, okay, great. You're hired. When can you start? I'm like, well, now, right? I'm ready. He's like, okay, I need your social insurance number. I'm like, what, what, what do you need now? He's like, Oh, you didn't, you didn't have time yet to do like your Medicare and social insurance. I'm like, no, we just got here. Like, I don't know. So he gave me the number, like he gave me an address. He's like, go here because they're going to have the number and they can fax it to me. I'm like, okay, fine. So we go to the place that he told us to go, and uh, it was the office to do all of that, but we didn't. So at the end, I'm asking the lady, so what's my number? Because my future boss needs to know. It's like, no, this is a different office because they were just, it wasn't the real office. It was like an agency of some sort. So I called the guy back and uh, he was actually, he was really pressuring this office to get the number, but it took really? a month, wow. like it took three weeks, I think, for us to get on the mail because it wasn't the one that was online. Anyways, I don't know. We just went to the bad office, I think, but it's the one that he told me to go. And once I got my social insurance, I started right away. Yeah. So we were like, he it was less pressure, right? You just got to a new yeah, place.
1: Man. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, by the way, for the listener that doesn't know, SIN is a social insurance number that every Canadian gets yes. when you apl- try to apply for a job. Actually, I think kids get that now, right?
0: Yeah, kids have to.
1: Yeah. Because yeah, before, I think you, you have to like turn a certain age before you get it.
0: But even to, buy, to open like a bank account or a trust for like a college fund, let's say, you'll need the number as well, the co- uh, social insurance number.
1: Mm, did you guys have that in Brazil?
0: We have different numbers, let's say. You have your ID number and you have your CPF. How do you even translate that? So you have one one identity for work, one that it's going to work for anything else.
1: Um, okay. So when you got your job and with that story, did you find it easy to adjust with Canadian life?
0: Yes, very easy. Yeah. Very easy. I, I think Canada is very accommodating. Everybody's very open and respectful. For some reason, everybody loves Brazil. So you just say you're
1: from Brazil. Like, oh my God, Brazil, Samba, yay. Samba, samba, BJJ and Bossa Nova.
0: There you go. I have some weird, like people asking me weird questions as well, or people getting very shocked that you have restaurants in Brazil. Like people have the <laughs> image that you have monkeys jumping all over. No, I have people actually asking me, really? how, I, how was I adjusting with clothes? So in my head, because this is winter, so I'm like, Oh, you mean like the winter jackets and boots? I'm like, oh, listen, it gets cold in Brazil. I wear pretty much the same clothes. So it's different, but it. And she's like, no, no, clothes. I'm like, well, what do you mean? She's like, well, the pictures we see, like, it's just with the feathers. I'm like, no, no. And this is like grown ups.
1: He, maybe he was just trying to be an, an ass.
0: Anyways, it's just weird.
1: That's just r- ridiculous. I know. But I, you know it's funny because when I found out that you want to be a guest, I did some research, which means googling for five minutes. <laughs> I actually read that those things that you told me, the questions that oh you guys don't have, they don't have clothes, or monkeys just will run up to you. I'm like, who oh, thinks of this?
0: I don't know. Someone was actually shocked that we have McDonald's. I'm like, what? <laughs> you guys have McDonald's? I'm like, well, yeah. Aren't they everywhere?
1: Yeah. Shocked. Really? I don't know. And how ha- and how did that make you feel?
0: That people really have bad information? I don't know. But again, it's not everybody, but I, I would be shocked like with those questions. I'm like, come on now. Like, don't you guys have internet?
1: Yeah. Did you feel insulted?
0: No. No.
1: You're such a positive person. I'll no. be like, yo, get the- get out of here, bro. <laughs>
0: I was asked like it, also like Brazil is is close to Portugal, right? In Europe? Like no, like it's pretty big on the map. Like I don't know how you missed it. Not in Europe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Brazil is here. Pretty in, big. Big. Like South America. Portugal is in Europe. Who do you I don't know who these people are cuz I, I mean when I moved there, yeah, people that are stupid that you know make s- silly comments like that, but not not that crazy.
0: Ask Tracy. I think she was on that conversation, and then we're looking yes. like, uh, no, it's not there. No. What
1: what kind of companies <laughs> they're hiring people like this? Right. I guess that's why you left. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I
0: left to go work somewhere else, like closer to home.
1: Okay. Um. So migrating in your adult life, did you find it hard to make friends?
0: Here? Yeah. No. No, not at all. People are very open and nice. At least the ones we've met and we've decided to keep close.
1: Mm-hmm. You 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 seem to have this light in you that like, "Hey guys, everything is wonderful. Let's party." <laughs> <laughs> is that a Brazilian thing?
0: Oh, maybe it is. Maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah. We're very people people, yeah, I guess.
1: Mhm. Okay, I love this one that you told me, that you're a Christmas freak.
0: Oh my God, I'm a totally Christmas freak, yes. Like even my kids, so Halloween is over, and I'm Mm. like, oh my God, it's Christmas. And my kids are like, no, no, it's November, we're not going to do that. I'm like, yes, let's put the Christmas tree up, let's do it all. (laughs)
1: Where, Where did that come from?
0: I don't know, I don't know, really don't know.
1: Ever since you were young, he's always you always been like Christmas party. Not really.
0: No, I think wasn't what. Well, as a child, we used to have big Chris. When I used to go to my, like my my father's because they were divorced. So on oh, my okay. father's side, because I have so many cousins and well, aunts and uncles and all of that, it was huge, right? So it was mm-hmm. always like a big party. But no, I think I became like this as we moved here. Like, we have the real white Christmas.
1: Oh, that's actually what I was going to ask you. Is yes. Christmas better with snow?
0: It really is. It makes sense. Like Santa Claus with all of those, like, clothes and hands. Like, they, they need yeah.
1: snow. Yeah. They, they need snow. We but need when, snow. But when you were growing up in Brazil, there was no snow, right? No. I mean, you, December you have, December is like, the
0: hottest. Summer. No, December oh, is... is- Well, yeah, it's the opposite, right?
1: So when it's winter,
0: yeah, when it's winter here on the South Hemisphere, like it's completely the opposite. Mm. So December and January is when everybody's melting, melting, like 40 (laughs) degrees is the minimum. So no, Santa with all of those like coats and stuff, doesn't
1: make sense. Yeah, it's not going to happen. So when you're growing up in Brazil, you're like, I want snow. I want snow. I didn't at
0: know. No, I didn't have that. I didn't you even didn't. know I wanted snow until I saw it. See?
1: You, you'd never see a movie or a TV show. Yes,
0: but it wasn't like, oh, Christmas. We need snow at
1: Christmas. Mm, okay, I get it. I, I get the sentiment of like, oh, we need snow in Christmas. But what drives me nuts is when people say, oh. Oh, we need snow in Christmas, but before after Christmas, it needs to melt. But no, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, no, it
0: doesn't work yeah. that way.
1: You mentioned uh, Santa Claus. Is there like a Brazilian Santa Claus?
0: No, it's the same one with the same, like, outfit. Poor man.
1: Cause, cause, yeah, he's busy. <laughs> he's
0: busy and he's hot in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, um, like, as you know, like, in, in Sweden, I think, there's like this... There's a different Santa Claus. Oh, like, really? I don't remember the country, but there's a country that their Santa Claus is actually a witch. Oh. Yeah, it's a woman that rides a broom and gives up gifts. That's not Halloween. <laughs> no, it's not Halloween. That's how their, that's their Santa Claus.
0: Oh wow! Never yeah. heard of that.
1: Yeah, different different countries, different things. That's why I wanted to know. Maybe Brazil has like some sort of no, different no. Santa.
0: Same thing, same traditions. What about Philippines though?
1: Oh, we're we're very Americanized. Yeah. Well. I mean, if you move to the Philippines, you will love there because once September hits September first, that's Christmas for us.
0: <laughs> okay, that's a little bit too much. Then you lose the magic, you know? Then it's oh, too no, much. The no? magic
1: continues. Oh yeah. <laughs> September first. As they call it the Bear months. Okay. Because September, October, November, you know? As soon as that that hits, it's Christmas lights. Uh, Christmas trees, everything all over the place. Wow. Yeah, they, we love Christmas. We I love can see Christmas. <laughs> Uh What's the big difference between Christmas in Brazil versus Christmas in Canada?
0: The weather.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you and you're your snow.
0: The weather. I don't know. No, it's the same thing. We do the same things. Uh, one thing that they do in Canada, though, well, I think the English, because you guys celebrate on the 25th. We actually celebrate on the 24th at night. So Christmas Eve is the big day.
1: Same Philippines.
0: Same for Philippines. And yeah. in Brazil, we always like the gifts and everything is on the 24th at midnight.
1: Yes, yes, the same.
0: Yeah, so we even like to for the meal and all of that used to be at midnight. So we do the 24th here because we do it in my house. So when we host, it's the 24th. Of course, we're not going to eat at midnight because... We can't get to midnight without eating anymore. <laughs> but ever since the kids, though, ever since the kids, we do the... Well, we used to do the the Christmas morning for the gifts because Santa had to have time to do them, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you guys call it in Brazil, the party before the Christmas Eve in Brazil? Is there a word? Natal. No. Natal. Because in, in Philippines, we call it uh, Noche Buena. Ah, uh, no, Noche Buena. No.
0: You're right. There's, it's gonna come, Christmas Eve, Vespera de Natal, Vespera de Natal. Well, it's Christmas Eve. It's the, it's the translation, yeah.
1: Mm. And is there a Brazilian Christmas tradition that you can't do here in Canada, but you wish you could? Not really. No,
0: we do the same things.
1: So the same thing, like gifts. Like there's no like, like in the Philippines we have this special cheese. Okay. Uh, and they only sell that christmas time oh really yeah it's called what do you call it uh, queso de bola okay that's like that or little things but, but the thing with the philippines is it's a very mixture of different culture right we got the chinese culture we got the spanish we got the um, american culture um it all it intertwined to one so that's like that's that and brazil the, brazil they just straight up like canada pretty much
0: Pretty much. Maybe if you talk to different like regions of Brazil, because even like the co- like the habits, things people do, like in the south is different than whatever they're gonna do in the northeast. You know.
1: Oh yeah, I agree. But what does the south does that some Brazilians doesn't do?
0: I don't know. I wouldn't know. We celebrate the same way we do in there. We gather with all the friends and family. Like we usually have family that come over here and stay over with us for Christmas and New Year's. So. Oh okay,
1: from mm-hmm. Brazil.
0: Brazil,
1: yeah. Oh, like your parents.
0: uh well, my mom refused to come in winter time.
1: She, <laughs> I don't <she's>, blame her.
0: <laughs> she's done it and she's like, never again. Usually my husband's family. Yes.
1: Oh, that's nice.
0: My sister-in-law, my brother-in-law. Yeah.
1: That's nice. That's fun. The house must be full.
0: House is full and it's fun. We love like a full house. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I love that. I love that. I guess Brazilian culture and Filipino culture too were very family-oriented. Warm, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, there's food, let's eat. <laughs>
0: exactly. Let's invite everyone else.
1: Yeah. Speaking of food, what what's uh, Brazilian cuisine is like?
0: Well, there's peijoada, the beans. What is that? I don't know how to translate that. It's like a beans stew. Mm-hmm. I don't
1: know.
0: It's not sweet though. I remember first time I saw beans here. I'm like, oh my God, beans, right? It's been so long. <laughs> and then... I tried and it had like maple syrup in there. I don't know what they cook that in, but it's not the same thing. It's like a stew made of beans. Mm-hmm. Uh, the churrasco, the barbecue.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the meat.
0: Oh, yeah, meat on a stick. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I remember we went to, um, what's that? The restaurant? Milsa? Yeah. Is that a good representation of Brazilian cuisine?
0: For the meat, yes. The, the side dishes, no. Okay. Like, you have never going to see, like, tip mushrooms served with the the meat in Brazil. Here, that's what they do as a side, right? They had, I think, the sweet potatoes and the mushrooms. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, it's North American. You know? That's
0: it. Yeah, they mixed a little bit of both.
1: Okay, but in Brazil, it's just the meat, and then what else on the side? Well,
0: and salads, like a big salad buffet, and the rice and the beans. There's always beans.
1: <laughs> Why?
0: There's always beans. Is the cheapest? I don't know. It's just one of the main... Official dishes, I guess. Mm,
1: that's, that's fun. All right. Another. Uh, you told me that you and your family are world travelers.
0: Yes. We love traveling. COVID is not helping.
1: <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Um, which are your top three favorite countries you have been to?
0: Oh, my God. Three
1: times.
0: Last year, we went on a very fun trip.
1: Mm, which one?
0: And I think... We did a cruise in Europe. Hmm. We actually first flew to to Paris in France, and then we flew back to Madrid in Spain, and we drove all the way down to the coast.
1: Hmm. Like you, you, to you, you rented a car and drove down.
0: Yeah. How do you guys know where to go? GPS. <laughs> oh yeah. Come on, Aaron. Twenty. <laughs> <We're> even... <laughs> like, come on now.
1: I, I forgot that we had <laughs> GPS. GPS I'm, I'm, Brings still, you anywhere. I'm still old school, you know.
0: <laughs> well, Google, not even what? A printed map?
1: No, it's just like, I like figuring out things.
0: Yeah, you don't figure out things You're somewhere you don't
1: know. <laughs> so anyway, Sorry for cutting you up. So you drove down.
0: <laughs> so we, we flew back to Madrid and then we drove down to the coast. We got on a cruise ship. Okay. And then we did Spain, Italy, Malta, and Greece. Wow. It was pretty amazing. Yeah. Is
1: that your top three?
0: <laughs> I think my top three would be Greece, Malta, which we were very surprised of. It's like it's a, ti- a tiny, tiny, tiny little island. It was beautiful, and I don't know, Italy, Venice, Venice was pretty cool. Yeah,
1: yeah Venice with the little uh, the gondola,
0: the gondola and yeah. all
1: And you said you have uh, family heritage. Do you still have connection? With family? Yeah, like your Italian side.
0: Oh, no. Not in there. Like, no. It's long gone. Long gone, yes.
1: Mm. And how long do you guys usually stay when you go on trips?
0: Uh, We usually stay. Well, if it's not Brazil, in Brazil, we usually stay two weeks. We try to stay two weeks because it's such a long trip, right, to make. But uh, no, it's usually a week that we take on vacation.
1: Mm. Okay. When we finally figure out what we're going to do with this COVID thing, which country would you like to go first?
0: So this year we're supposed to go to Dubai and then everything got canceled. So I don't
1: know. Hopefully that. What were you guys planning to go do in Dubai?
0: Oh, everything. Like to know it it looks amazing, right?
1: It looks like the future.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so that's pretty exciting. Plus, knowing yes. like uh, that whole different culture, we were going to do uh, Dubai and Oman, which mm. is the country right beside it. Mm-hmm. And even like we were looking at the, the veils to cover, because me and the girls, me and my daughters would have to be covered. So it was, would be fun to experience a new culture, a yeah. new way of seeing life.
1: I love that. I love that you're opening your girls' eyes to culture. Because, you know, yeah. some people, they refuse to travel.
0: No, you can't do that.
1: I know people that doesn't want to travel. Really? <laughs> I'm like, why? They don't
0: know what they're missing on, though.
1: Yeah. And and they, they'll claim, oh, I've been to Cuba or I've been to Dominican Republic. And I'll be like, no, that's not. that's You went to a spot. that's la- Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: You know, you didn't, like you said, you're willing to wear the veil, the hijab, which is fascinating. Yeah? And you don't mind that?
0: No, I mean, you go to... S- to another place and you need to respect their rules right mm-hmm. just if i go to your house i'll respect whatever is happening in the house like you can't just go like ah, in canada we don't need wear it so i'm not gonna wear this veil now
1: mm-hmm. so you said you love being canadian right yes and what are you the proudest about being canadian
0: honestly i think the respect to me is always the toughest ranking in there the respect that Every like you can have people from countries that when they're there, they're always in war and they hate each other and they will kill each other. And here they can be neighbors and they go to the park with their kids together. And at school, like our kids get even at work, you have people from everywhere and everybody's okay and everybody's respecting. I don't say here you have like opportunities and possibilities and you work and you work and you see your result of your hard work.
1: Mm-hmm. That, that's that's completely true it's just you do you could be like um an entry-level job and you could do okay
0: yes you know? and, and you'll see the result like you'll have something to say that okay i work hard and this is what i have you know yeah it's not like you work and work and you can never get anywhere
1: <laughs> you're just like drowning
0: yeah exactly
1: that's awesome but that's I love that I love that you said respect and yes I completely agree I mean can I, the first time I came here and people are I'll be like sitting on the bus and I'll pass by and they'll say sorry I'm like why are you saying sorry <laughs> yeah. I'm passing by I'm bugging you
0: like it's, it's just so polite you know like, yeah it's amazing yeah
1: yeah it's just it's, you just you can come you can just relax.
0: You cross the street and people stop their cars. You don't do that in Brazil.
1: (laughs) What do they do, run over?
0: Probably. You have the stop signs and you don't stop. Like people maybe will slow down, but nobody stops.
1: Nobody. It's just like, do you think it's um, it's that famine mentality?
0: Maybe. Maybe.
1: Maybe. Yeah, because like oh, if I don't do this, he will take away my food or she will take away my food.
0: Maybe it's just really in the culture. It just got so deep that maybe that's how it started. Mm -hmm. But yeah, even driving, when we just, like when we started driving here, Mm because we had the driver's license from Brazil, but then the rules and it's a stop sign and you have to stop. We're like, what? Full stop? (laughs) (laughs) Like a full, full stop? Like you have to count to three? Shocking. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it actually works.
0: It works, yeah.
1: Yeah, there, there's a um, psychologist. Was it a psychologist? I forgot what it was. And he said that the stop sign is the sign that your country is a good country or a like a rich country. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's a sign. You No one cares about the sign. You could just, you know, especially Fly at the, over 3 in the morning. You know what I mean? There's nobody yeah. there. Why would you stop? There's no, there's no one going to be there. But... For some reason we, we follow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Everybody follows. And that's why everything else works, right?
1: Exactly. Exactly. I love it. I love I love your perspective. I love it. That...
0: <laughs> it was it... yours, but sure, I'll take credit for it.
1: <laughs> oh, you're the one who said it. Um <laughs> do you miss Brazil?
0: We miss our families. Yeah. Family being away from families aren't
1: is that the toughest part of moving to Canada?
0: That is the toughest part of moving to Canada. Mm
1: -hmm. And I think
0: we're lucky. I am lucky that I came with my husband. So it it was not that I came to venture all by myself and I didn't have anyone. So especially in the beginning, right? We had each other to support ourselves.
1: Mm -hmm. And when the nights gets cold and the nights gets dark and you just start feeling depressed, what do you guys used to do to push through that?
0: Just remembering that we're here for a reason, that we're trying. And if it doesn't work or if it gets too hard, we just go back. I love that. We always had that open door, right? Like Mm -hmm. you can always go back if things get hard. Mm -hmm. But it's been 15 years and we're still here. So I think we're okay.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, I forgot the question I wanted to ask. With all your traveling, is there a country that you thought of replacing Canada for? Not yet. No, <laughs> not yet. I love this answer. Not yet.
0: <laughs> not yet. No, we're
1: Still happy can. here. Yeah, it's a beautiful country. It really is. I I told my friend it's not paradise, but it's goddamn close enough.
0: Right. Yeah. I agree with you.
1: It's just it's just it, everything works like you said. I know, right? Like uh, I have an uncle that. Moved here when he was old, right? He's probably like close to fifty when he moved here, right? Oh, okay. And Philippines, that's a love- big shock. Yeah, exactly. And we 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 love our flip flops or shoes or whatever, you know. And you know, here you just sometimes you just leave it outside because you know it's dirty or whatever. He will bring it in the house.
0: Afraid that someone's gonna take it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we were shocked actually in that to say that mm-hmm. the first time we came or i don't know one of the first times we were just walking outside and we saw that someone lost a a, a glove mm-hmm. and actually someone else that was walking they they were walking they saw it on the ground they actually picked it up and put it like high enough the person could actually see because it wouldn't get in the snow it wouldn't get lost i was like wow they're not (laughs) taking and you see bikes outside no when you see bikes outside no it's such a a feel-good moment right you see everybody leaves everything outside Mm -hmm. we like sometimes i've forgotten and i only realize when i'm back at home that Mm -hmm. i didn't lock my door Mm -hmm. like my front door and you're Mm -hmm. like in brazil like forget it
1: good night yeah (laughs) Yes, So yeah, so, that was pretty cool. Yeah, you're so correct with the bikes. Sometimes I walk around my neighborhood and I'm like bikes are just there. Just there. And I right even, there. And I even tell my kids, I say, if I was in the Philippines, those bikes are gone.
0: Oh, are gone. <laughs> yeah. So you don't even have to be in the house, you're just walking towards the house and the bike would be gone. Yes. You
1: could be, you could just leave the bike, turn around, you turn back <laughs> and the, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, I think we're getting there. I have one more question. How do you think your migration to Canada changed you?
0: how did it change this?: mm. I
1: don't
0: know, but you see you see life as a and especially when you look back and think, if I was still in Brazil right now, if I hadn't done this, where would I be? What would I have been doing? Mm-hmm. And I think we're doing better here. Yes. I don't know. I think you grow. You grow a lot when you have to do that change and you have mm-hmm. to do that move and leave everything in your comfort zone, everything behind you. And uh, you have to start from scratch, right? Mm-hmm. Your career. So we were, I was at a certain level and then you get here. And even though you have all of that experience, like you start like my first job, it's a, it's an entry level, entry. data entry level job. I'm getting all confused with the English. Mm-hmm. Data entry level.
1: Yeah. That's entra- Yeah. Right. Hey, you're the one who speaks six languages. I speak one. Okay. Or no, two. No, you don't.
0: And, uh, but you have to, you have to prove yourself all over again, mm-hmm. which I think makes you grow a lot.
1: That's beautiful. Um, is there anything you would like to add that has not been asked or tackled?
0: I don't know. No, I don't think so. Y- you were good. I'm good. It was fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we've been talking for an hour. Oh wow! eh?
0: (laughs) I'd love to hear your story, but uh,
1: we can't do that. I could. You could ask me. I'll. I'll let you ask one question, or two if you want.
0: No. When did you guys? When did you move here? I
1: moved here 2003.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, that's nice. So you came by yourself?
1: No, my mom came first, and then she supported us. And then my dad and my siblings, we came here.
0: Oh, so that's funny. You had a full family here.
1: Yeah. I mean, you had your husband, obviously, Christian. Yes. But we had... I mean, I tell my mom every day how lucky we are that we have complete family. And we're not just us. We have our uncles and cousins here.
0: That is lucky. Yeah. You're lucky. You're a lucky man.
1: Thank you. Thanks. Praise God. I mean, rough childhood, but... Amazing adult life.
0: That's it. You got it, man. <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> anyway, so do you have another question? I'm
0: good. i good.
1: You're good? All right. I think I'm good, too. You've been amazing, by the way. Amazing. I love your stories. Thank you. I love your energy, your positivity, because I'm a bit of a downer person, but I love talking to people like you. You have this light.
0: But you don't look like a... No, you look like very up and extrover- extroverted as well.
1: I like pretending. <laughs>
0: <laughs> good. you're a good actor then <laughs>
1: good job thank you i guess <laughs> and i want to thank you again for doing the podcast I, I really appreciate it
0: thank you thank you for having me
1: thank you thank you so much bye bye again thank you natasha for coming on and thank you to you the listeners without you this show is nothing So next week's episode is a really special one. It's another Christmas episode, but with a twist. So you wouldn't want to miss that. So don't forget to subscribe if you haven't done so. Stop fooling around and let's get into it. You know what I mean? As always, please follow, like, share, and subscribe to however you get your podcast, as well as on YouTube. Uh, By the way, everything is appreciated, as I always say, but the share and the subscribe are the ones that really count so please do the youtube channel has been picking up steam that's amazing thank you for the subscribers and again please if you haven't done so please subscribe again this is an immigrant's life with aaron deliosa i'll talk to you guys later